Welcome to Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. Join our host, Jacob Koenig, a partner at Woodbridge International, as he gives you the knowledge to navigate complexities, embrace strategic shifts, and prepare you to sell your business with no regrets. At Woodbridge, we know how to give you the wisdom to achieve your ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Jacob Koenig. All right, welcome to the show. Today, we have Tim Shea, the founder and former CEO of FRG Waste. Um, Tim sold his company, actually, through Woodbridge uh, last November. Um, Tim, thanks so much for joining us here today. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks a lot, Jacob. Perfect. So why don't you start off and, and just tell the audience a little bit about your journey with FRG and uh, and what made motivated you um, eventually to, to sell the company. Yeah, uh, it's been a heck of a journey. I'll tell you that. So uh, I uh, founded the company back in 96. I started off, it was a, it's a, it was a waste and recycling based business. Um, I had taken a facilities background I had for several years and got kind of tired of that and thought, you know, I want to do something different and decided that I felt that uh, sustainability and, and the environment and being able to support those services were the future. So uh, I started off working, um, selling waste handling equipment, just to kind of get familiar with the, the business and get into, into talk to people about their various industries and what they were doing. And then uh, from there, decided that I could build on that by uh, creating uh, not only a situation of getting them equipment, but also how do we process their materials at the back end? How do we help them out, either saving money or finding alternatives to landfill? And that really started the journey. And uh, it really... Uh, we took it from an approach of doing something different in the industry, trying to be, you know, an ethical, uh, upfront, transparent company that clients could trust and believe in, uh, in looking out for their best interest. And that really kind of catapulted us forward. And we got in, in involved with a lot of facilities people. Um, using my background, I was able to relate to them, understand the challenges they faced in the world of sustainability. I always joke that when I got into it, a green meant something totally different than it means now. At the time it was, yeah, great. Okay. We want to be able to do the right thing, but how much money are you going to save me? Right. And, uh, and so that was our tack. That's how we started out by, well, we'll save you a bunch of money. So this is great. There we go. And anyway, so from there, we were able then to build a value for these customers, yeah. you know, to be able to kind of take on all aspects of what they did, mm-hmm. uh, manage it for them, uh, be one, one point of contact, a source for them yeah. uh, where they didn't deal with multiple vendors and that really is really Jacob is what took it off. Yeah. I mean, that's really what built us. Twenty-seven years now, right? Is that? Uh... And it's twenty-seven years. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty-seven years. Man, I'm getting old, and I was a lot less gray than I am right now, that's for sure. I hear you. But yeah, it was great. And, and through the journey, um, yeah. you know, we, uh, we grew. We kept growing every year. Uh, I had also added a company uh, that we we saw a need in the shredding world, so we started a company called Absolute Destruction. That company was hugely successful. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And that was always our approach. We wanted to do good, you know, we wanted to have fun with yeah. what we did. We wanted customers to appreciate it. But at the same time, we we're professional, we delivered for them, you know. And um, so it was great. So absolute destruction was a great ride. Along the way, we decided to acquire a building to be able to house some of that operations. And, and long story short, we ended up ended up selling that company uh, to yeah. a large international firm uh, who was interested in acquiring uh, smaller shredding services. So Right. So riding on the wall, we sold that. Uh, and uh, from that, and that one you did actually, with, without a, uh, an advisor, is that right? Correct. Yeah, that was just straight on uh, working directly with them. 
Um, we had had information in the marketplace, kind of what the values were right. uh, in the industry. So we felt pretty comfortable with it and they had a pretty solid direct cash deal. So not a lot to it. And actually the first time that you um, talked about selling FRG, as I understand, that was also uh, without an advisor. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, Jacob, we got hit a lot by people asking, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of M&A guys, a lot of <laughs> brokers, a lot of people right. saying, hey, we got an interest. We got an interest in your business. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, we did. We went down the road for yeah, probably about eight or nine months with, with one company hmm. who's pretty close to the deal. And then the 11th hour kind of crumbled. It fell apart. Yeah. So, And it was anything to do with our company. And it really wasn't anything to do with them. They just felt at the end of the thing that wasn't that quite fit they were looking for. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a, <laughs> let's say it was a waste of time. It was a learning experience. It got us geared up for kind of what we knew we needed to prepare for, for the next venture. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share maybe with our audience a little bit of uh, what were some of the nuggets that you took away from, from that experience, the deal falling through at the 11th hour? I'll tell you what, it is the due diligence process and it is being completely prepared. I mean, it is having your accounting in line. It is having your contracts in line. It is having all aspects of your visible, your business ready to share and be prepared to be bombarded with requests. I mean, it is just nonstop. Right. And that really helped us understand the process more. It was, it was, a, it was a hell of a lot different than uh, when we sold the destruction company. Let's put it that way. It was a lot more due diligence. Yeah. I mean, the due diligence process definitely is, uh, it's complex and, and there's just a ton of, of work really to be done. And to Absolutely. Balance, you know, continuing to run the business, continuing to perform while also simultaneously, you know, fulfilling those requests and keeping, keeping things on track and on the timeline. You know, it's, right. it's, it's a challenge. Um, it is. And it's a challenge also to realize that you're also trying to keep your customers in a situation where they're not necessarily aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, your employees, right? You just, you, you don't want to open that can of worms until you know that there's something there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're right. It is a balancing act. I luckily have a good partner that was uh, doing a lot of the back end on this. And uh, I'm very thankful for that because yeah. <laughs> she's a lot more organized than I am. Absolutely. <laughs> And I mean, from the experience now on your own, working directly with a buyer versus having Woodbridge in your corner, could you speak to uh, to our audience a little bit about what those, what were the key differences really? How, how do those experiences uh, can compare and contrast? Well, at night and day, I mean, it really was. Um, we made the decision after the first deal fell through, uh, we took a few months, kind of regrouped, and then I went out and did some research looking online mainly. Yeah. Uh, looking for potential M&A um, brokers that would work with us. I had several that we talked to on a smaller scale. Um, the one individual in particular here in our local market had been working or assisting us in certain things over quite a bit of time. But I just didn't have the feeling that they were large enough to do this transaction. And right. when I went to, to Woodbridge, I, I got to be honest with you, when I first went to Woodbridge, I was a little bit concerned only because of you know how it is in, in these days on the internet search, right? You get a lot of marketing, everything pops yeah. up and you're like, okay, wait a minute. This guy's doing a lot of marketing. What's the deal here? So it, I was a little skeptical, to be honest. With you. And then I talked with the sales team. Um, again, we we talked. I said, okay, great. This is, you know, good information. Um, knew about the cost. I'm like, okay, I'm not quite sure about that. You know, nobody else has asked for that. Anyway, without getting too in the weeds, I kind of stepped back from it and let that ride for a few months. Uh, the team was great. I mean, Larry was our, our sales guy and he was uh, really patient, didn't bother us, um, which I like. 
And when I finally decided after deciding to really kind of move it forward, I went and talked to former clients, I really, which was also very good about Woodbridge. They were very open with sharing uh, past clients. So that was very beneficial in getting some firsthand info from people that had gone through the process with Woodbridge. And I think that's one of the strengths of Woodbridge. I mean, they have a very good, obviously, I'm, I'm evident being one of them that they take care of the clients. And so the clients are very, very open to wanting to share that experience. Mm-hmm. And um, at least in my world, it was good. So anyway, we ended up selecting Woodbridge and it was um, literally probably the best decision we ever made. And I mean that sincerely. I think that Woodbridge had a, whereas in the, in the past we were working on our own, Woodbridge has this whole team that was just phenomenal in making us feel like they had our back the whole time, that they were guiding us, they were moving things along. Uh, they kept us organized, um, took a lot of the bulk of the of the day-to-day stress out of the process. And I just, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we felt we got a great value for the services that we got from Woodbridge. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, it's something where uh, when you're getting through that diligence process, a lot of it, it, it has to come from you. As much as we would love to be able to take it all over and, and do it for right. you. Um, there is an element that just, it needs to come direct from, uh, you know, from, from the company. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're really great though about, I mean, they're really good about tracking, right? I mean, they're yes. great at project management. They set yeah. deadlines, uh, that, which keeps owners on track. I mean, it keeps people yeah. on track of what they got to do, um, with that very real goal of getting to the end. And what I felt about the process that was really encouraging and exciting was the fact that they did keep updating. They did keep sharing what was going on, that we did see progress, right? And that was a real comforting feeling for us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely better to feel like there's someone in your corner and, and keeping track of things, you know, than being Absolutely. on your own. And did you feel, yeah. I mean, especially with your background, having already been through the process once, I'm sure that that's part of it as well. But did you feel that with the Woodbridge marketing team pulling uh, in the initial indications of interest, uh, did you feel like you had the the support and and the preparedness, the readiness at the moment when you started meeting with buyers? Um, how was that process for you? Yeah, so it was great. I mean, another thing that we at first thought was kind of hokey and wasn't sure we really needed it was the whole training, the two day training thing. You know, but we did it. I mean, we wanted to be you know team players on this, so we and follow their leads. So we went ahead and did it. And it was awesome. I mean, not only I get to talk to some other business owners that were, were in the process and we got feedback, but they really helped us kind of dial in our discussions with customers our potential yeah. co- our buyers, I should say, and what we really wanted to say, not say. I mean, it was a very, very good tool for us to understand the process. Uh, that alone, I think, was really invaluable for us to be able to have intelligent uh, discussions with potential buyers. And that, so I felt that tool was really helpful. Also, I felt that the fact that they did, I mean, they, they marketed us out there and the response was phenomenal. So that was also encouraging. And then they helped us obviously weed that out, uh, out of the, I forget, a couple hundred interested buyers. I mean, it was, it was quite the ride. So, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, the first step, getting interest, getting the books out to people, you know, that's something that, uh, we, we pride ourselves that we can get, get into the hands of a lot of potential buyers and, puts you guys in the best position to select the group that uh, that's going to be the best fit. Um, oh, it does. Yeah. Well, you know, your team going with, uh, with Broadview in the end, what was, uh, what were some of the key factors in making that decision? Yeah. You know, we came down to about four different people um, and interviewed them and went through and did the process. And what we really liked about the Broadview group was um, 
just their demeanor, which is strange when you're looking at making a business deal. But it, sometimes I, I find that, especially in business over the years, it's important to have that feedback from people that yeah. you feel are not trying to screw you over. I thought the Broadview Group, along with the company that bought us, I mean, they they knew our industry. They were looking to expand. Um, what was important to us is to keep our company intact in the sense that we wanted our employees to be protected. Uh, we wanted our customers to be protected. We wanted our culture to be protected. And what I liked about them was that they were willing to take us on as almost like a subsidiary of their larger group, uh, allowing us to operate in a somewhat fairly independent fashion, keeping our business running the way it is. They just wanted to be able to provide the support to to bring the business along. So they, um, I can't say enough great things about it. Literally, we just saw them the other day and we were all out uh, docking and I just, uh, they're a great group of guys. And, you know, um, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, it's not just a financial decision. Selling a business absolutely. Is, is an emotional consideration, you know? How, absolutely. I'm curious to hear how, how the sales process, you know, impacted you on a, on a personal level and, and what advice you might give to, to others in navigating this emotional journey. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, it's funny. On one hand, it's very exciting. I mean, you had asked earlier about kind of why you know, why we got to that point. We had, we had felt we have taken the company after all these years to a level that we could take it. We could not take it any further as individuals. Mm-hmm. I didn't want investors. I didn't want to do all that. I wanted someone who could take it to the next level. Um, so I was resigned to the fact that I knew we're going that direction. And I was committed to finding the right buyers that would keep that vision going um, to build what we built in, in our excellent reputation. And then I think because of who they are and how they operate um, really gave us a comfort level, gave me this, I didn't feel this feeling of dread. I didn't feel like, oh my God, I'm letting yeah. this go that I built. And as a matter of fact, you know, I'm still here, right? I'm still helping them through the process, yeah. which has been great because it really allows me to kind of uh, pick and choose what I'm doing. It means I didn't, didn't hundred percent walk away. Right. Um, so it allows me to kind of still maintain what yeah. we've had here as I kind of slowly move into the distance. And it's been about 10 months now? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're going, yeah, almost 11 months. Wow. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. gone by quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're uh, you know, I think a lot of business owners dream about their, their life after selling their companies. Um, huh. Certainly still being in the transition period right now is an, an interesting time to, uh, to be hearing from you. Um, yeah. But I'd love to see, you know, you could share some of how your life has changed so far and, and what some of your plans are for the future. I know you you talked about buying a boat at one point. Have you already uh, got one waiting for you? I do. So, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll answer the first question. That is, how's my life changed? Yeah. My life has changed in a way that is, I guess, less stress, right? I don't worry these days about mm-hmm. the day-to-day. and I don't worry about necessarily the value of the company, right? You know, right. you're trying to sell a business. You want to maintain a certain value on that company. Our company's strong. It's growing. It's doing very, very well. That's all positive. But I don't worry about the day-to-day stress of the business. And that has been very, um, very rewarding. I never thought I'd really actually appreciate that as much as I do. Um, regarding the boat, yeah, I just... Uh, <laughs> That's always been my dream. I'm always a boat. I got a boat problem for sure. I got several, but but I, my dream was to buy a boat um, that I could take around the Great Loop around the United States, right on the east, eastern seaboard. So I had a boat ordered in October of last year that I am having built in Slovenia, oh, wow. and it is a true to my nature in the sustainability world. It is a hybrid boat. It is electric and diesel. 
and it is designed um, to do this great loop. Uh, and so I just went to the factory last month to visit it right. and see it being built. And then uh, we'll take delivery probably towards the end of the year. Excellent. And then these guys are going to have a hard time finding me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, by that point, I, I'd hope we we're uh, at least almost all the way through the, uh, the transition period. I guess at this point, it, it seems like uh, from what you were saying before we started the, uh, the recording here, things have been going pretty well so far. Yeah, I'm very, very uh, blessed. I think it's been a very, very good situation. Um, you know, the only thing that we've really worked towards is getting this new team to really uh, get yeah. on board with getting the right management in place, things like that. Just, you know, it's transitional things. Uh, right. This is kind of new to them in the sense of how do they set up an organization that hasn't already been existing where they, they need new leadership. Right. So uh, that's a, a, it's still a work in progress. I do have a separate company as well that uh, will partner with these guys over the years from a finance standpoint for equipment. So I'll always have my toes in the water here yeah. a little bit, but yeah, it is it, the, the lights at the end of the tunnel from the big day-to-day stuff. Perfect. Well, Tim, that, that was all I had uh, prepared for you today. Um, cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience here before we uh, wrap up? I would just say again, you know, I can't say enough good things about the Woodridge, Woodbridge group. I uh, really do. I really respect the team. I think that they got a great group of people um, and I can't uh, recommend them enough to anybody who's considering uh, buying or selling a business. So no, it's been a great ride. And I really appreciate everything they've done. Excellent. Well, thanks again for joining us here today, Tim Shea. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and, and I'll speak to you again soon. I look forward to it. Perfect. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you for listening to another episode of Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guest and their insights. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.